This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, honey, I have a new book coming out. I've read it. It made me cry at the end. I was so proud of your work. Would you say that it's at least as good as Girl, Wash Your Face? I would not say that it's as least at what? least as good because I think it is better than Come Girl, Wash on. Your Face. I cried in part because I imagined Noah Hollis, our daughter, knowing one day that the woman who wrote that book and changed the way that she thinks about how a woman can or can't be in the world lives in our house and is her mother. Babe. It's real. So if you are curious what the book's all about, you can go on to basically anywhere books are sold, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart.com, and check out the description. But the intention here was this is for the dreamers. This is for the hustlers, for the goal setters, for anybody who wants to achieve something and is curious about the steps that you need to take and also how you can, as a woman, chase down a dream without shame. The good news, too, if you like the sweet, sweet voice of that Rachel Hollis, who was just speaking two seconds ago, she does the audio narration on Audible, and that's available for pre-order right this second. Hi, guys. I'm Rachel Hollis. And I'm Dave Hollis. And we're married. For like 14 years. And together for 16 we have kids. Four kids. Which is like a thousand kids. We've also been foster parents to four kids as well. We're running a business together. We do a lot of things. That is a lot of things. <laughs> but we feel like it's possible, we know it's possible, to have an exceptional relationship regardless of the stresses you have in your life. That's why we decided to do a podcast together. It's called Rise Together. So if you want some tips and tricks on how we kind of get through all the things. This is it. Come on down. Here we go. So for my birthday, I was hoping that we could replay the most embarrassing podcast we ever created. Great idea. Feels like the right choice. The title of the podcast says it all. Let's talk about sex. It was it was the most embarrassing uh, podcast we've ever recorded. And it is the one that people comment on most and not in a weird, creepy way, but in a, hey, thanks for being that vulnerable about your sex life. You said some things. I did say you some You did things. say some things. Is my face getting red right now? It's redder. Okay. Than red. But I, this is, hey, this is the story of my career. I will willingly embarrass myself if it gives you the courage to talk to your partner about where you're at and how you can improve emotionally and physically and have some good sex. If you're ready for some fun but also a lot of real, vulnerable, authentic conversation about sex. Have a happy Valentine's Day and give her a listen. Here we go. Let's talk about... Let's talk about things in the bedroom. We are actually recording this in the bedroom. We are recording this in the bedroom with you looking as sexy as you have ever looked. It feels right. It feels right that someone that is this sexy... Is going to talk about sex. Let me paint a picture paint for the listener. Paint that picture. Paint that attractive picture. Imagine the smell <laughs> of 
of your grandmother. Oh my. Start there. Like in, in midwinter. In midwinter. When her arthritis is really bothering It's her. been acting up. She, she knows a storm a is coming. coming. Oh, oh my gosh. We she, are the same person. She can feel a storm coming on. Yeah, she knows it's coming. And she's asked you to come and put a little bit of that blue on her back. So grandma didn't call it, it this is like a new thing. What did grandma use? Grandma used- Aspercream. Aspercream or like Tiger Balm or like something yeah. like that. This is the new agey. But but when I travel, I've been traveling a ton. When I travel, my back really hurts. So I asked Dave, I'm like, can you put this ointment on my back? And then just to go ahead and make matters as attractive as possible, I went and got um, the kind of, we have two heating pads because one kind isn't enough. I have a regular heating pad and then I have one that wraps over the top of your shoulders. So right now I look a little bit like Friar Tuck. Um, <laughs> It's true though, right? It is. Uh, so I look like Friar Tuck and I'm laying on the heating pad, not super mobile. But you know what? Let's talk about sex. Let's do. And you know what the funny thing is? A back rub usually is a turn on unless... Unless you're rubbing that deep blue... The ointment is involved, yes. in which case not so much. But uh, good segue. Uh, first, if is you... Is it though? Is it a good segue? Is it a good segue? <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, I do want to say this. If you... And your your partner, you are listening to this, and there are children with you. Uh oh. You may want to maybe wait until they're not here. Well, you may want to never listen to the Rise Together podcast with children. Yeah, that's probably a good piece Unless of advice. Those children are very young, or with, very old, or don't understand English. I don't. I don't even know. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. I don't, I don't know. What, I'm just trying to think of the scenarios where it would be okay for a kid to be in the room. But um, if you are the parent of a grown adult child, oh yeah, go ahead. Sure. Why not? That feels okay. If your child is a wonderkin and is going to college as an 11 year old, oh, it's like they're the parent of Doogie Howser. Yes. Yeah. If, I fell the other night falling asleep. I spent a solid like seven minutes trying to reimagine. Like all the episodes and the like story arc that was Doogie Howser because Doogie Howser got a lot of seasons. Wow! Remember he started as a very young child. This is not about and sex. Then he I went, don't know what's happening. And then he went to and then by the end he was like an adult and he was dating. I don't. You didn't watch Doogie Howser? I did. I loved that show, but I don't remember what happened last Tuesday. Okay, that's true. All right, back to it, everybody. Um, I think there's something interesting about the fact that um, you know. We are going to talk about this and the importance that it's played in our relationship while I am like hopped up on the on the ibuprofen and the and the heating pad, because it's really important to understand, I think, that a great, passionate sex life isn't necessarily about being sexy. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, I think that there's this- There are times for that. Oh, golly, sure. But I think that there's- Did you just say golly? I did. Wow. I don't know what's going on. Um, But there are times, you know, that like we all grew up with like this media that showed us like a certain type of guy or a certain type of girl and that this idea that you would, it like if you looked a certain way, if you like looked sexy, like, oh, you must be good at that. But that's just not true. Well, if we had to wait until we both looked and preach, felt sexy to have preach. sex, oh, it'd be like it. an annual gathering. <laughs> I mean. Once a year on my birthday. Yeah. I mean, like the funny thing is there are times where 
we give a signal to one or the other of us because of a pair of underwear we're wearing. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, hey, I've got these good chones on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's about to, you know, like go down. But really outside of maybe putting on a pair of underwear that's a signal, there is very little for us in the... Yeah, like, I like to believe that someday when we're um, when our kids we don't when we don't have little kids that we'll go back to the olden days where you would just be like going through your life and you look at each other and then you get after it. I'm gonna be honest, that's not what life looks like anymore. No, the signal is like I look at you and I'm like, you want to do it? Yeah, <laughs> it's that or we shut the door. The door closes and you hear the lock. If the lock is engaged, you're like, oh, oh, this oh. person's interested. Hello, because you got to make sure you got to keep those kids out. For those of you who don't have kids, you don't understand. You got to make sure you lock the kids out. Our greatest fear. Didn't we have? Oh, we had one time someone come and knock. A creeper at the door. A creeper at the door. That it was like. What are those noises I'm hearing? We're like, oh, we're right. watching a movie. Let's. Yeah, we are watching. Yeah, let's we're, go through actual let, helpful things. Okay, let's start with at the beginning. The beginning. The beginning of our married Congress. Congress um, is actually uh, honestly, if you want like way more information than you ever thought you did, there's an entire chapter on our sex life in Girl Wash Your Face. Sorry, uh, no, it, I feel like it's been really helpful for a lot of people, especially women. Um, but when we first got together. When we started having sex, the like excitement and the joy and the like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy and we're married and we like each other and all these things that really made it good. But truthfully, not necessarily because the sex was good, but because the emotional piece of it was good. Yeah. Then time went on. We had a baby, which is like, oh, you want to destroy a sex life. Have, have a, a child. Um, but we had the baby and, um, you know, I just want to encourage anyone who's in that season, like you're coming out of having your first child or any child, especially if you've given birth yourself. That was the worst. Yeah. That right, was hold on. the worst. I, I, Wait, we, what? We've gone, too, we've gone too fast past the beginning beginning. Because where it the, was good? Where it was good, but I think it's important to say it's still, though it was good, wasn't we weren't yet at a place where we were talking oh my about Lord, no. what we liked or what we no. didn't like how it was to, only good because it was exciting yes that that's real and it took it's it's taken a long time to get to a place we'll get to that in a second but like to get to a place so i, I more want to speak to anyone who's in a spot right now where they're like i'm not hitting a sexual stride with my partner mm-hmm. like We'll talk a little bit about what it took for us to actually start having real, like, frank conversations about how and what we wanted mm-hmm. and how and what we liked. Mm-hmm. But it didn't happen at the beginning. No. It might have been emotionally, yep, we were, like, on fire for each other. The relationship was new. It was exciting that we were married. Mm-hmm. We were doing it, and it was great. But it wasn't the kind of fulfilling sex that we have today then. Mm-hmm. And I don't want people to think that, like, oh, well, you guys just, like, from the first day started on fire. And I assume that people certainly have read the book, but for those that haven't, there's a lot of detail in there about it not having been, you know, fireworks every single day kind of thing. Um, So we had the baby and then that was when things really started to, the wheels started to fall off. We started having sex less and less, but I think it probably wasn't until after the second baby that it was really kind of non-existent 
Yeah. And we had two, two kids, like, um, our second son was born when our first son was 20 months old. So we had two kids under two, we're both exhausted and physically, I do not feel good about myself. And if physically, I don't know how men feel, but as a woman, if, and I would say this is the same for most of my friends, if you physically are not feeling good about yourself or you just physically don't feel good, the chances of you feeling sexy, like meaning like I want to have sex, are that's not a thing. Oh, no. If there was sex, it was like, oh, man, I got to break this poor guy off a piece because, you know, like it's been so long, but it wasn't like, oh, I want. Yeah, and I want to just give this like thing to anybody listening, breaking someone off a piece. Like, sorry, let me let me use different language. Um, When you there, of course, there are times in your life where you might not be as into it, your partner's into it. And so you just kind of take one for the team, like you have sex with them. This, I think, not to make sweeping generalizations, but this is typically a woman who is having sex just to make the guy happy, but she's not actively enjoying it at all, um, is the worst kind of sex you can have. By the way, for the man. For both parties. I, I mean, like, there may for be some men that parties. are just like, I just want sex no matter, you know, if I'm enjoying it and she's not or we're both enjoying it. But for me, when you weren't enjoying sex, I wasn't enjoying yeah. sex. I didn't, I actually, like, appreciated the overture, but I didn't like yeah. it. Yeah, and I would also say it's, like, really, no, certainly there are times where, like, I don't know. I'm, we're feeling playful or something like I might not be as into it. I'm like, okay, like you convinced me. Um. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. But it is really disheartening. I, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, as a woman, I remember, which is so crazy, but I remember that I would be like, oh, I've, I felt like I had to. Yeah. Um, because I knew that you wanted to, and I had said no so many times before. And so I felt like I had to. And then I would feel bitter. Like it, like we're having sex with each other and I'm feeling bitter that I have to do this, yeah. which is horrible. That is such a horrible energy to bring to something that is such a fun, beautiful, sacred thing. So I just want to speak to that right now. If you're in a relationship where you think like, well, it's good because we're, you know, we're having sex once a week, you know, that's our minimum or whatever, but you, but one of you is not enjoying it. That's a real problem. Yeah. So start there. And I don't think we were at a place relationship maturity wise where we were comfortable actually acknowledging that you were as unhappy no. with or you it. or or I. Yeah. yeah. I mean, neither of us were talking about how we were feeling, and so we were like both walking away from having a sexual experience mm-hmm. that wasn't ideal. Yeah. And then I was, you know, like processing it by myself Mm -hmm. you were processing it Mm -hmm. by yourself you were getting bitter I was feeling you know like a whole mix of things I mean honestly for me part of it was like 
why can't I, is there something I'm doing like, in why showing up? Why her? can't I please her? Yeah. Why can't I make her want this? Yeah. Man, it was like a ego thing That's a lot for of responsibility. a guy to, you know, and it honestly, like I could have been the greatest lover in the universe mm-hmm. and it wouldn't have mattered right then. Yeah, totally. You know? um, so I think that if you find yourself in that place, we can tell you a couple of things, uh, several things that we did that got us to where we are. So I used to jokingly say to Dave, like, oh, I'm going to write a book called Seven Years of Bad Sex. And it ironically, then I just ended up making it a chapter in this book. But there were a lot of years where our, our sex life was really bad. Um, and I would say it was bad because it wasn't, it wasn't enjoyable for both parties. It actually, I think, kind of like hurt us emotionally because we weren't talking about the things that were wrong with it. And so then it sort of festered for a really long time. And also, frankly, it just like wasn't, it wasn't actually good sex. Like it wasn't enjoyable, like all the things. So we had a conversation that was the first step um, where I asked Dave, I knew something was wrong. We hadn't had sex probably in like six weeks. Um, And I said, why don't we have sex anymore? And you said. Because I'm tired of asking and getting turned down. And I got so pissed because I was like, wait, I always say, like when you ask me, I always say yes. And Dave was like, you always say yes. But I don't want to have sex with someone who doesn't, who's not there with me. And it was the first time that I understood, like, oh, it's not just about you, you know, having an orgasm. It's about what it's supposed to be with us together and, like, what it means for your partner to enjoy it and just all of that stuff. And that was a hard conversation to have. And I think it's probably the first time that I really, um, started to like internally try and process, okay, well, why? Why don't I like this? Because that's what I got to get into. I'm saying no because I'm not enjoying it. Well, why aren't you enjoying it? And I had to really break it apart for myself like that. And remember, I had no other experience except for Dave. And so I thought, well, what would make you always not just say yes, but always want to say yes? And the answer was if it was incredible sex, because we had definitely had sex where it was like, holy crap, the earth just moved, you know, so I knew it was possible. And so I thought, well, if that was what it was every time, then like, I would always want to choose it over something else. Yep. So we did a couple of things. We did something that is now sort of famous that people come up to us at um, book signings and ask about all the time. Maybe they don't ask you, but they ask me. We did something that we called Sexy September. This was uh, right at the end of August. And oh, how funny. Look what time of year it is as we're recording this podcast. It's right at the end of August. Um, We committed to have sex every day for 30 days. In the month of September, 30 days has September, April, June, and November. Yeah, yeah 30 um, days, which on the surface will, if you're not currently having consistent sex, sound one of two ways. Super crazy. Yeah, like holy smokes, that's way too much. Super exciting. Yeah. And it's both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good, both because good, that's true. I like, I'm so thankful for the idea of Sexy September and doing this 30 days in a row thing, there are 
definitely were days in those 30 days where we were both like life got us. We had young kids still. We were tired and it was like, we got to have sex. Yeah. But here's how it works. Here's why this is powerful. If you're going to commit to it, you can choose any month that you want, but hey, guess what? September's just around the corner. Sexy September, 30 days of sex with your partner every day, and every single sexual encounter must result in both of you having at least one orgasm. Both of you. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you have sex. It just matters that, I mean, you can just call it orgasm September. That's yeah. what we're looking for. Yeah. Um, so we committed to that every day. So even when we were tired and we're kind of like, oh, what are we doing? We knew. By the end of it, we were like, oh, hey. Yeah. Okay. All right. And the, and the reason for that was we had not yet figured out how to use words to explain mm-hmm. what we each liked and how we needed to have the other person show up mm-hmm. in that sex. Yeah, you you want to have you want to have good sex, you guys. You want to have orgasms every single time. The answer is straight up. You have to tell the other person what you like. 100%. And it's really hard if you have never had that kind of conversation before and it's also delicate. Because oh, by the there's way, though, so much wrapped up in it. There's there's so much wrapped up in it. There's a lot of like you don't want to you don't want to say something that in any way suggests that you don't think the person's capable of having figured it out themselves, or that mm-hmm. they aren't good, you know, in and of themselves already. Mm-hmm. But like truly, I think too, some people just don't actually know. Yeah. Right. Like. To say that, like, oh, we, it was just a communication thing before we got into September is not telling the whole story. It was also we hadn't figured out. Yeah. Right. Like now, if we're, when we have sex, if if it was just about an orgasm and, and having a quick orgasm, it's a thing that can happen in five oh, minutes. In five minutes. Right. Yeah. So like we both know. I forgot exactly. I wanted to ask that at couples conference. I wanted to ask for everyone in this room, if you needed to right now. Could you bring your partner to orgasm in less than five minutes? I think that's a really powerful question. I think question. it's a great question. And the answer, if it's not yes, is you, better you need to spend some more time in the lab. Yeah. <laughs> that's know? what September was for us. It was, if you're going to do it every day, you just inherently are like, okay, let's try this position. Let's do that. Let's mix this up. Let's do it on the kitchen table. Whatever. Like, we just tried everything, which meant that we tried more things, but also meant that in order to pull off those new positions – you have to have a conversation about it. And that gave us language that we didn't have before. The best advice I could give about having those hard conversations is, um, at least for me, it was hard to have them during sex. Like, I'm sure some people are really good about, like, right there, do art or whatever. Um, But for me, that, like, you know, even now I'm like, might be blushing a little bit. I don't know. Like, sorry guys. Um, you know, there's still a lot of like raised in the church stuff in my head. So that's a little hard for me, but what was easier for me was like the next day. And I never, this is a big one. I never, ever said, I don't like when you do this. I was like, Hey, I love when you kiss my neck. So good. I love when you I was going to say things like that. That's gone a little too far. Yeah. Um, but I, I still today do this all the time. Like even if it's stuff you know I love, I still reinforce how much I love when you do those things. Yeah. I, I do think too, like we should just sit for a beat on there in any relationship are places that each of you have come from that 
gave you an idea of how sex was or wasn't a thing that you could talk about, was or wasn't a thing that had taboo in it, mm-hmm. that had potentially, uh, you know, kind of religion shading a little bit of how you think about certain parts of it. and Or if, your first sexual experiences and how they were like positive or negative. Or, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so you, I think you have to also start a little bit with really just kind of becoming comfortable with where you've come into the conversation about sex from mm-hmm. and and have that conversation with your partner. Hey, I didn't have the best first experiences. Yeah. And it, sh- it kind of like shapes a little bit of how I'm able to tell you things about X or Y so that your partner, when you do tell them something, has the context, the backdrop for why it's, you know, a thing that maybe you've come into this conversation with that doesn't actually have anything to do with them so that they're not, I mean, like as a man, I will say any feedback when it comes to sex that was negative is just like, it's Crushing. amplified and magnified in a, in a way that is not like, it's, it's, it's like not uh, like a, like a proportional response. Mm-hmm. Let's say that. Um, because society, you know, whether for, for good or bad is like created this like thing that, Real men are great in bed. Great men mm-hmm. are, you know, like stallions. stallions or whatever else. And so if you get any notes, your first impulse is probably either defending mm-hmm. or shame. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I wish that I could. And the reality is, as soon as I was able to kind of push aside any defensiveness and really just see it as, oh, if she's got a note about how I can better bring her to orgasm, how I can better make her feel excited for sex, the more we'll have and the better it'll be. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. And, but I, I just really want to encourage you, everybody who's listening, like, don't give notes, give praise. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know, like oh, just encourage sure. the like, now, number one, you've kind of set, you kind of like, tease something. So that's exciting because now we're like thinking about what that would be like. But also I brought up something in a way that wasn't threatening to you that didn't say like, hey, last time I hated when you did that. Um, But more spoke to like, why don't we try this? And then if we do that and it's awesome, it's like, oh my gosh, you just rocked my world. So yeah. yeah, so, So give praise, not notes. I would also say this is the hardest one. I think again, I'm you know talking to the girls here, but maybe guys have this too. If you want a great, exceptional sex life with your partner, you have got to work really hard to let go of kind of anything being inappropriate in the sack. Yep. Um, you know, as long as it's okay for you, oh, it's yeah, okay like, in the bedroom. Yes, like it's, as long as it's not something that's like hurting someone, unless you're into that kind of thing. Um, there are there are definitely things that I think you can do as a couple that would be hurtful to your relationship and are not great choices. But like role play, toys, outfits, every position in the world, 365 days of position, books, Kama Sutra. Like everything is game and allowed and awesome because if you have it in your head that only like these three ways are appropriate or right or good, like that's why you're struggling. I I mean, oh my gosh, I like I want to talk about something that is so embarrassing. It's not embarrassing, but like 
I I feel like it's really helpful, but I'm oh my god, this which, is so embarrassing. Which one? Oral sex. Oh. Okay. I think it's fine. All right, here you go. Holy crap. This is we're gonna have to do like another disclaimer. That was really hard for me as a woman. I'm gonna be honest. When we first got together for many years. I can't believe I'm saying this. Oh my gosh. Because I do think it's really helpful and I think a lot of women struggle with this and I just want to give you the straight up advice. Dave wanted like often. Sorry. I feel like this is helpful. Is this okay to talk about? I think it's fine. I don't care. And I was like so embarrassed by that. So embarrassed. And, And I'll explain even like part of what was a turn on for me was I knew every single time that I could make you have an orgasm. But not in the beginning because I was so uncomfortable, really. I was so uncomfortable with what you were doing. I honestly pretended to like it and I did not. How dare you? Oh my gosh, I was so uncomfortable. Like, I'm going to be truthful because I know there are women right now who A, cannot believe I'm saying this because they're embarrassed by it too, and B, also are like nodding their heads. I'm worried about how I look. I'm worried about like... Sure. All the... Yep. Taste, smell, like all of it, yep. right? I'm like super freaked out by it. And so I can't get out of my head and even enjoy the sensations because I'm so freaked out by what that might be like for you. And even though Dave was like, oh my gosh, I love this. I love it. I was just like, Ugh, I hated it. And I remember when we made that decision, like we're going to do, you know, Sexy September. And I, I thought like if it was mind-blowing every time I would want to have it every time I remember um thinking like man I always hear about how much women love that and I have this partner who really wants to make that fantasy real for me like he really wants to do that maybe I should just like tell my brain to shut up and try and enjoy it I mean we could win awards for it now (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I know that that's like, if there's a, if there's a position like that where, you know, like, man, this probably is awesome. And frankly, I think most positions are, um, my gosh, we're just putting it on. There's some things that aren't comfortable. Like Dave's super tall. I'm super short. Some things just aren't totally possible for us position wise, but most positions feel great. That's why people want to do them. So if there's something that you are not comfortable with, is it because you're not comfortable with it? versus like that it actually doesn't feel good. There's a real chance it doesn't feel good because you're uncomfortable. Yeah. I think too, though, like there is something, and I'm not sure that it's like love languages or that it like, but there is something as you're trying to figure out the compatibility for you and your partner to understanding how they come into wanting to have sex psychologically. Uh-huh. Right? Like some people want to be a pleaser some people want Mm -hmm. to be pleased some people want to be a hero some people like and you might not even know yet you might not even know i i know i mean part of my interest in oral sex honestly was just wanting to be able to deliver what i thought would be the most enjoyable experience for you because my enjoying sex is really tied to how much you're enjoying sex now i'm not saying that i'm like every single guy but that's how i am So if I am not, like, if we're going to have sex right now, we're not going to, you're wearing, (laughs) you're wearing a heating pad. But also that is not going to be an episode of the podcast. No, at all. But if, if we were going to, 
and you were not going to be able to enjoy it. You're just like, oh man, my back hurts. I'm not going to be, I, I, I don't think I can even have an orgasm. I can't concentrate. I'm like, whatever. I'm, I'm not interested as, I'm not as interested in having sex because mm-hmm. part of what I know for me in coming to wanting to have sex with you is the ability for us to both enjoy it. But really, I enjoy it so much more when I know that you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what, really drives your partner in the compatibility that you have sexually, you got to get into that and understand it because that will be instructive in what you ought to do tonight or next week or whatever. it's, It's layers too. Like every year, every year, our sex life gets better. Every single year because we just get more comfortable. We have better conversations where, um, I don't know. I just feel like, um, I think too, like we were talking about this earlier, there's a big difference between great sex and great intimacy. True. Because earlier in our marriage, it was possible for me to have great sex. Like if I had enough to drink, you know, if I was drunk and uninhibited, then I could let myself go and have great sex. But intimacy is a whole different thing because intimacy is I trust you enough to let you see the vulnerable parts of me. And there are still things that we have not done that Dave would really like to do. How dare you? When we're, you know, someday we'll work up to that level. But I do think every year it gets better. I think the idea that like you have great sex in the beginning or when you're young and then it kind of like peters out. Oh, that's a lie. That's such a lie. It's a lie. I think part of what you're identifying, though, is like when you are able to be in a more intimate place your willingness to let your freak show, to let your true desires show. Because when you're not as close from an intimacy perspective, you're going to be more guarded in only showing them the parts of you that Mm -hmm. you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And if there's something that you want in the bedroom that you are a little embarrassed about or that you get a little red-faced about or that you giggle about, if you're not connecting on a deeper level, you're not going to bring it up. Yeah. Right? And so... Because you're nervous about what they're going to say or or their reaction to something that you already feel insecure about. Sure. And so you're not going to... You're not going to say anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, like, if you are a woman who has a want for something that has not yet happened in the bedroom, I don't think... I'm, I'm not sure I can speak for every single man, but I think I can speak for many. Telling that man what you want... Is a turn on. Yeah. I, like I, it's if when you say to me at two o'clock in the afternoon, I was just thinking about X or Y. Forget it. Yeah. It is. It's like a, a starting. A, it's like the a foreplay in text mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. that like starts are what's going to happen. You know, six, eight, twelve hours later mm-hmm. with you know you're suggesting that you're interested in a very specific thing. Yeah. Now it's on my mind. Now yeah. it's my job to you know, make sure that happens later on in the day. It feels like it happened um, two in stages. Like first we had to get comfortable with sex. Then we had to get comfortable like having conversations. Then it was about different positions. We went through that for a really long time. And like, what do we like? What do we not like? All of those things. And then I think it took even more years on top of that to understand, um, I kind of don't know another way to say it, but sort of like, 
the roles. It's kind of what you're saying, like the psychology of how you personally, because there's different things, right? There are some people, There's we've started to read more studies on this. It really is like the five love languages, but it's about how you experience sexual desire. So there's like people who are really sensual, who for them, it's like as much about the physical touch and the intimacy together as it is about the sex. And then for some people, it's about like, they're stimulated by seeing something. Mm -hmm. For some people, it's about the anticipation. They like the buildup. They want it. You know, it's almost the foreplay is better to them than the actual sex. Then for some people, it's like you, you're turned on by doing it. Like, I don't, you know, like just, just the actual act. Yeah. Like it's rough and tumble and, you know, so a, we had to figure out who we were, what we were into. And B, I think we had to figure out, um, I don't know how else to say it, but like roles yeah, was a big thing. Yeah. Like, um, there, I mean, there is in the same way that there's an Enneagram that you can see like yeah. kind of what number you are and how your number relates to the other number. Mm-hmm. There's the same kind of yeah. thing inside of sex, space, yeah. you know, like if you wanted to, you can look like sexual compatibility test, whatever yeah. it might be. And, you know, just understand how your partner's wired. Exactly. Cause you don't have to be the same kind, but if you want to like, serve them well and love them well in the same way that you would like work towards their love language, like working towards what they're into. Um, yeah, I think that was a big thing for us. I'm not dominating in the bedroom yep. at all. I'm not into it. I'm not turned on by it. Like, and there's nothing wrong. Like there's so many women who are like, yeah, like I'm in charge. I'm on top. I'm, that is not my turn on. And so I think that was a really big deal to understand too, is like, what is your turn on? Um, and I mean, it's like a hundred times out of a hundred. Um, so if, if there was something that we were choosing to do, it would be because I was doing that for you, but that's not what will turn me on. So there's a lot of variables that you have to consider, um, when you're trying to figure out each other. Yeah. I mean, just going back to like what we were saying a second ago of like some people are about the actual act itself and some are about the foreplay. Like if you're in a relationship, though, where you need the mood set in the room, the candles and the flower petals and some music, but you're in a relationship with someone who does not appreciate that that's a thing that you need, you're never going to be primed as it were mm-hmm. in a in a like kind of leading up to and like as the act is happening kind of way that you would if you were just clear hey you need to do a little bit of work my man like you know just at least some nice lights uh, you know a little bit of music whatever and maybe like that's not something that's um possible every single time sure. but just knowing that you're in relationship with someone who gets that like turning music on every time, that's possible. There's simple things that you can do, but that that is and a, that's, also, that's also like we don't need no, we don't need light, we don't need music, we no. don't need flowers, and even we're the, not like, even really foreplay people. <laughs> no, we get at it, and it is yeah. like just. But that's us understanding. That's a, yeah. But also, what like, yeah. so what you said, like I understand that Rachel's not interested in you know being in charge, as it were. Mm-hmm. So there isn't a time when I'm like, oh, you know what I'd really like is for you to be on, you know, in charge, you know, be the, because it's just not, it just is not a way for us to get to the end that we know we both are looking for. But if you haven't had that conversation, you're, you know, potentially going to kind of stumble a little bit in the desert until you actually do. Yeah. And I don't know too, if, um, I don't know if over time, cause we've been together, we've been married 14 years. So 
I don't know if like in a decade, maybe it changes. Like, I don't know if we're like, oh, we're super into X, Y, and Z a decade from now. Um, but I can tell you, like, we know where we are right now. And I think we're so in such conversation about it that no matter what changes or grows or is different or we're trying or whatever, um, we're always going to be talking about it. So if you are right now not having sex, you're a couple, you're in love, but sex has become something that just doesn't happen. You've got kids, you've got jobs, you've just like kind of left it not as a priority. Mm-hmm. Outside of Sexy September, which yeah. I think is actually a great you know thing, like my first like suggestion would be schedule it. Like it doesn't sound sexy, it doesn't sound romantic, but like momentum inside of a sexual relationship is important. Yeah. And if you're not having it, having it is the first step to having more. Yeah. And I would also say for the fellas who are listening, who are in relationship with a woman, uh, for women, I think sex starts mentally hours before. Sure. So if you are wanting to get it on later tonight, you better, you know, give her an extra long kiss before you leave her in the morning and, you know, touch her butt and send her a text during the day and tell her how beautiful she is or how much you love her or just like the foreplay for a woman is mental. It's not always a physical thing. So if you're wanting it, you know, tonight, start working on it this morning. I got another one. Okay. A lot of things didn't feel like they were going as well in our relationship it was a, usually around times where we were insecure about ourselves, either in how we were performing sexually or how we looked. Yes. Okay? Physically. Physically. Absolutely. And so, like, yeah, there be, there may be some models that are listening. Congratulations on, you know, your strict <laughs> diet and uh, your commitment to fitness. But if you are a person who isn't your fighting weight right now and you're in relationship Uh, You need to actively, as a partnership, find ways to praise the way that you want that beautiful, bigger than maybe she feels like she ought to be, but dang it, those curves are kicking body, so that she feels wanted and sexy, so Mm -hmm. that he feels wanted and sexy. If, If there were times when I felt a little more out of shape or we were, you know, like life just threw a curveball and we hadn't been as consistent about eating and, and about fitness. Hearing you say that you're, you think I look good, that mm-hmm. you want me, that you slap me on the bum, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Those, those little things, because confidence in sex is such an important ingredient, totally and completely can change the way that you show up. Yeah. I would also say um, if if you are, like Dave's describing, if you're not feeling physically great, which makes you not feel sexually great, it's not – you don't need to, like, get to – it's not like, okay, well, six months when I'm in shape, then we're going to do this. Honestly, it's a mental game. One workout, literally one workout will make you feel – a, it's going to like raise your endorphins, it's going to do all of that, but it will make you feel different than you did before you had the workout, even if your body looks exactly the same. One workout. So maybe your next date is you guys are going to go on a run together, or you guys are going to go to the gym, or you're going to do something physical that kind of wakes your body up and gets you in the right headspace for 
feeling great together later. I like that. If you are in a relationship that's more than 20 years old. Get it. Yes. Right. I would challenge you to think about the way that you showed up for each other sexually at the beginning of your relationship Mm -hmm. and try to identify outside of the fact that you were younger and it was newer, like what, what kind of habits, what kind of work were you putting in to your relationship that fueled more frequent sex then that you could reach back for and bring now into today to get back into some of, you know, what you used to have. Yeah. Right. I love that. I think, I think it's a really good place to start in the conversation. And I think if we didn't touch on something that you really wanted us to, please reach out to us on DM. Uh, the, the Instagram is at letsrise.co. You can let us know, hey, man, I really wish you would have dug into this area so that we can bring it up in a future podcast. I would also say this is not an easy conversation to have, even for two people who are as open as Dave and I are. Um, I've blushed about 50 times and can't even believe some of the things that I admitted today. I, I can't either. Um, but our mission is always that we will offer people the tools to make change in their lives. And we really, really believe that an incredible sex life is part of having an incredible relationship. It just adds, it's like, it just adds so much. It's fun. It makes you feel good. It's a stress relief. It's connection. It's when thing like life is going to throw itself at us, whether we have great sex or not. Mm -hmm. But weathering some of the storms that life has thrown our way because of our commitment to great sex Mm -hmm. has made a hard Thursday, Mm -hmm. uh, like a tough, you know, curveball of a of a you know thing on a Tuesday, a thing that you were like, you know what. That thing sucked, but you know what? We did have great sex last yeah, night. So yeah, at, at least, least at that. least there was that, yeah. right? Um, so I guess what I would say is if you found today's podcast helpful, if you find the Rise Together podcast helpful, please, please, please screenshot what you're listening to, put it on your social, tell your couple friends about it, that it might be helpful to them. And pretty please with a cherry on top, if you've not already done so, subscribe to the podcast. It means you'll get a notification every Thursday when we post a new episode as a reminder. And it also really helps with the rankings. So it's how people who are looking for new podcasts to listen to can find us. It's all about subscribers. So please subscribe. Please write a review if you haven't. Um, we need to start reading reviews that people are... People have been really lovely I know. Y'all are so nice. Man. So yeah, spread the word. And if you run into us at the grocery store or at a book signing, please do not bring up that I told you I do not want to be the dominator in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to talk about any of ever this with again. You, this ever, ever again. Do not bring this up. It's this a, is like Vegas. What joke. happened here stays here. <laughs> <laughs>